Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello and welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm your host and our vice president here at Rise Up For You. Well, I'm excited to bring our special guest on today. She's coming to us all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Her name is Crystal Martin. She's a software developer and a principal consultant at Salome, a co-organizer of the Strange Loop Conference and a diversity in tech and business advocate. As a Detroit public schools graduate, Crystal is passionate about equal access to education at all levels. She started her career in teaching in St. Louis, Missouri. As a 2010 Teach for America Corps member and taught middle school math, oh, what lucky kids, in St. Louis public schools for four years. My husband, my mother-in-law, they're all math teachers. After her time in the classroom, she wanted to explore a career that would allow her to bring together her love for creativity, science, and community, and technology was the missing link. Crystal is a lifetime learner and a serial hobbyist, I love that, and is currently learning photography, graphic design, the Terra, and all things tech while fighting the patriarchy one keystroke at a time. Ah, we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Crystal Martin, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Ah, fantastic. So tell me about what you're really passionate about right now and how you were able to merge like the use of your creativity and your superpowers into what you're doing now and kind of leave. Did it feel safer quote unquote, like teaching and doing that? Did it feel wild to leave or was it not a hard transition? Um, well, yeah, I feel like it was it was difficult in the sense of like, I won't have a job that's going to be more important than teaching. I, I feel like the, the next thing would be nearly as important or, or probably more important as being a parent. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I could ever have an occupation that will be more important than the job as a, as a teacher. Um, so the it felt you know how when you like something is just complete, I feel like it was a complete sort of uh, cycle for me. And so I was ready for the next thing. So I didn't have a lot of agony around it besides the like just guilt of leaving. Um, Cause I love that school and I was there for four years and it was a cape through eight. So I saw people from being like little tots to coming to middle school. Um, so it was hard to leave in that aspect, but I knew it was the right thing at that time. It shows so much of your caring and your compassion because you really were with, the, what you were doing and the positive impact you were making on the students versus the grind or any of the things that I know are hard uh, having yes. a family of teachers <laughs> myself. So I love that. How now do you use your creativity and the use of technology and live in your passion? Yeah. So, you know, I think tech is funny because I, I never, I kind of wrote it off because it just felt like it was too, um, you know, objective, like you just have to be good at code. You, it doesn't, people don't really matter. It's about your skills, tech is a meritocracy. And, you know, as I've risen to the ranks, I'm non-traditional, so I don't have a CS background. Um, so coming into the technology field, kind of as I like being self-taught, I had like a lot of trepidation about that because I didn't fit the mold of what you would expect for someone to walk into a room and say, I'm the software developer, right? Like I'm a black woman, I'm very femme. 
So like lipstick, colorful glasses, I this is not gonna change. I'm always gonna be coming into spaces like this. And it, it like, it was hard for me to just be okay with letting myself shine as I was in that setting. I thought that I was gonna have to, I felt myself when I came into tech kind of like toning things down. And honestly, like I'm blessed because I had so many mentors and people to kind of reflect back to me being like, no, the reason why you are who you are is what's gonna make you successful and make you a standout and also give people the permission to be themselves no matter what role they, they play. So I think, like a couple years ago, talking to one of my mentors at work, I was like, you know, I'm just resolved to bringing glitter to every situation that I'm in, right? Like, if I become a tech executive, I'm going to bring the glitter. I even bought, I don't have one today, but I bought two pairs of glasses with glitter in them <laughs> to just kind of like own that. Like, that's that's going to be my contribution to this field along with my tech skills. But it's important for me to show up who, as who I am. Um, and have fun in that, even if it's confusing or off-putting to other people, it also kind of makes it more fun. <laughs> yes, oh, we, we definitely need to hang out together. I mean, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast and you're not watching the visual, you have to go to our Facebook page and see the visual because Crystal, I don't know if you know, you could probably see from our branding, like our colors are the color yes. of your glasses. Gold, yeah. <laughs> like we are all about wearing bold colors, something bright, something that stands out and makes people feel and see you noticed. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. I think there are so many people that feel like maybe they're the superstar. I I'm, I mean that like in a shape, like they're they're bursting with passion or they're bursting with energy and creativity. And yet they're kind of in this box or maybe yeah. a box environment. I work with a lot of female executives that do feel that they're sort of like pushed down or squashed and they really can't be themselves. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you feel like I should, you're shitting on yourself. I, yes. I should look a certain way. I should talk a certain way. I should t do reels on social like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> How do you navigate or what would be a great first step if somebody is feeling like squashed in the environment, whatever field, maybe they're in tech, Ooh. but maybe they're in a whole different uh, realm. That's a great question. I'm trying to think back on like my journey. Um, I think one thing is just having, putting the right people in your life. I don't know if that's a, I think yeah. emitting the right energy, the energy that you want. Cause I think by doing that, when you can't see things, other people can see it. And so I think that's one thing is like, I think sometimes women, especially in these like in male dominated fields or fields where they don't feel represented, they isolate themselves even more you know, because they are isolated and they don't remember, they don't always remember like, oh, I do have a girl gang, you know, I do have friends or this, there is this, you know, weekly meeting that happens in my community that's around women and, you know, in leadership or I, there's a community out there somewhere for me. And like, I need to connect to that to, to see myself reflected. Like it's, it means a lot to me when I see another woman doing that. And then I get that feedback too. And so it really actually does make a difference when you see people who are doing what you're doing. And so I think that's one aspect of it. And then I think another aspect of it is like really just kind of tuning into your why and your essence, like something that I, I have a coach that kind of talks a lot about, like, who were you as a kid when you were kind of like unbridled energy and just full of life and who you are and no one was telling you who you should or shouldn't be. And I was this, like, as a kid, my, I came into the world, my mom talks about me, I would bang on the window because I just wanted to go outside and say hi to the people. 
she would have to like take off layers of clothes that I had because I wanted to wear everything, all the colors. That's like who I am as like as my essence, like from a you know. So kind of reflecting on that, think about who was I before all these rules came about, all these sort of like you know ways of being that I had to be, and reconnect to that little person. Um, they yes. can tell you a lot about where you actually feel comfortable. I love that. So two awesome things. One is your tribe, or we call it like building your personal counsel, having people in your corner, they don't have to even work with you professionally, but having an advocate, a mentor, a constructive trustee, having intentional people around you so that it affirms and lifts you up. And then working in your superpowers. I We love to talk about like our macro confidences. And exactly, mm. it's who you were even when you were little. Like you were probably creative, tenacious, yeah. resilient when we're little. Well, we're still that person. And we forget and we relate to ourselves only as maybe our titles or our skills or what we're not good at. Like I'm really not a great cook. I'm not the best gardener. But thank goodness, <laughs> that has nothing to do with who I am. Who I am is a tenacious, resilient, creative being. And just like you said, Crystal, I was that when I was a kid. And so tapping into that again and then remembering, even if somebody says something or you're in a meeting or this morning, I got a phone call from a friend and it was like jarring. It was was not positive energy. And I went back, okay, what are my superpowers? Who are you? Go back to that. That is in you no matter what. Yes. I love that. So what are some things now you're in this field of tech and you're bridging that creative like passion, what is like a next best step for you or something you're really excited about creating? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, as I mentioned, I'm a serial hobbyist. I'm always trying to create something new. Um, Wow, that's such a good question. I think, well, I think about in my work environment, I'm trying to find out where I can, where I can bring the element of play so, you know, software, especially as a consultant, it's not always going to be exciting. I would be lying to you if I said I was always working on projects that like allowed me to really kind of come in and be creative and, you know, be creative with the way I a solution things. Because like sometimes things just have to be done the way they have to be done, right? By the technical specs and like business requirements. So I think I just try to find fun ways to kind of integrate that, that, mm-hmm. um, J factor, uh, the KIPP school system talks about this like joy, joy factor in your classroom. And I always use that now, like what's the J factor? What can I bring even in the worst situations or like the most contentious situations? How can I bring some levity? So sometimes I'll like pull a tarot card and I'm like, you know what y'all, we got the, you know, the, the two, I think two of wands, like, you know, we got the world in our hands. I think that's the right card. (laughs) We're like ready Mm -hmm. to go. It's going to be fine. You know, I try to do that. And then also just like, so I guess what I'm what I'm getting is I like to create spaces um, wherever I go for people, for feelings, for just people to be who they are. But as far as tangible products, I'm actually kind of like doing a little side pet project um, where I want to create a tarot. Um, so I'm a software developer, so I want to create a, a tarot app that allows you to track your readings, so you can see if over certain times you can kind of pull reports to see like are there themes in the cards that I'm pulling. And what kind of prompted this for me is I kept pulling like cups cards and the page of cups is like my best friend lately. And I'm like, why do I keep pulling him, you know? And I'm like, is there a pattern? Am I like making it up? So it would be really interesting to actually be able to like visually 
record that and then say like, actually for the last three months, I pulled that card like this, you know, many times. So that's I one little that. project. Yeah, along you, amongst many. Using kind of gamification or something so you could track something that just brings you joy or you're interested in. I love what you said. It's almost makes me think of like wearing an intentional lens. You called it like the joy factor. Yeah. where you could bring that because we do hear about like the great resignation from 2021, which now that we're in 2022, unfortunately is not really gone away where we could bring that intentional joy factor yeah. that you used when you were teaching that now you bring, I think that's part of your superpowers is your intentional, like optimistic outlook. How would you say that somebody could bring that if that's really not a strength of theirs? Oh, that's a great question. And I keep saying that, but if it's not a strength, well, one thing I think I've learned in consulting is that you get to work with so many interesting, diverse people that you have a you have an endless supply of pulling people that can strengthen the parts that you don't um, you're not strong in. And so sometimes what I recommend for like some of my people that I manage or that um, I kind of help and coach and mentor, if they're shy or they don't feel they know it needs to be done, but they don't know how to do it, get a partner. Find a buddy, find someone who is that kind of like balancing force to kind of go out and you can be the orchestrator, you can support, but you don't necessarily have to do something that's out of character for you, but find the person that that can help you do that. Um, but then I also think there are like people underestimate how interesting they are and what they bring to the table. So again, like doing a little bit of reflection to think about like, how, how am I different? And what are some unique things about me? What are some unique interests that I have that I can bring to our group to, to just share? and bring that excitement. You know, um, I have coworkers that may not be super gregarious or outgoing, but they have really fun interests, you know, video games or hobbies that they do. I work with a guy who does bagpipes, you know, <laughs> like at our meetings, he literally, there during the pandemic, he like did a bagpipe number <laughs> on one of our calls. So, you know, I think that you, if you stop and think you've got something to offer, but if it's just not your comfort zone, find someone else that you can partner with. Yes. I love that. You're also intentionally using your strengths. I, we love the book uh, from, I think it's called From Boss to Coach by Gallup, which focuses mm. on your strengths and your strength finders. Let's talk now about you as a leader in the tech space and managing a team and or managing coworkers. How do you see using unique things and pulling on people's strengths, especially during the pandemic? Is your office hybrid? Do you guys work remote together? We work remote mostly, um, but there is a hybrid. We can like, depending on your client or depending on, you know, where you're located, you can go into an office if you want to do that. But I'd say for the, since 2020, most of my collaboration with my teammates have been online. Yeah. And how have you used your strengths in sort of bridging people together? Or what do you think that has made it work working remotely? Yes. Um, well, for one, just like intentional communication. And I think modeling that behavior. So I, I think in the beginning of it, <laughs> a lot of, excuse me, a lot of what I did is I, I just kind of was saying like, I'm not okay. Um, you know, I'm not having a good day. I'm feeling very worried about my mom or, you know, I'm so just kind of like saying those things, people kind of like, I feel like just going into spaces and saying I'm worried or I'm stressed or especially during 2020 with all the, you know, political unrest and, and protest and, you know, fight for black lives. It's really hard to show up in, in spaces that are not predominantly black and, and just act like this is not happening. So I would kind of go into spaces and say like, I'm not okay. 
to sort of give the room for other people, whether you identify with the experience or not, whatever it may be to say like, actually, I'm not okay either. And <laughs> like, we need to like make space for that. Um, and so I think that that's something that I did. And I think that something a lot of my teammates did, like one of my projects that I was on for most of 2020, 2021, we literally had a bi-weekly feelings meeting where we got on before we needed to be on for our client. And we sat and we talked about how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about this client, the project? you personally and what it did it, it allowed us to see into each other's lives so that we knew how to support each other you know like if i knew this was happening with you i could block and tackle with the client you know i can i can i can cover for you because i understand what's happening with you um from a personal level and it just made i look back on it and we talked about it you know once the project ended just how incredible and valuable that was to all of us mm -hmm. to be able to have that space and do that with each other Wow. I love that. Asking others when you're sharing how you're really doing, it gives space for other people then to share it. And intentionally, you know, when we weren't working remotely, we would go get coffee in the break room and you would chit chat and be like, Crystal, how are you doing? That's hard to do on a meeting where everybody can hear you. You might not feel comfortable with that. So intentionally creating those kind of offline meetings or that conversation. So it's not, you don't feel so isolated. Yeah. And when you share, then it gives permission for others to share, even if it's not the same experience, they just remember, remember when Crystal shared, she wasn't doing okay. <laughs> well, now I'm not doing okay. I think I could share that with her. Who could right. I call? Who could I reach out? We're talking in a professional environment, but I think this works if you're working by yourself as an entrepreneur and it works if you're working in a large team. Yes, it does. I love that. So talking about having a tribe around us, working in our strengths, who we were when we were little, before we were kind of put into these boxes, remembering that, that like the world needs more of us. It doesn't need more of a, you know, copycat of somebody else and being able to live in that and feel that. Well, Crystal, if people want to connect with you, what's the best place to find you? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, um, this is my website here, crystalmartin.co. Um, if you want to get in contact about anything, you know, hang out, speaking. And then I'm also on Twitter. That's where you see a lot of my <laughs> content. Um, lots of mm -hmm. silly things on there, tech things, cat things. Um, but <laughs> that's kind of like where I live socially. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on all the platforms. But um, these are probably the best places to reach me and get like a more uh, speedy response. Oh, I love that. So if you're listening visually, it's also in the show notes. It's crystalmartin.co. And then on Twitter, it is at CoderMeow on Twitter. <laughs> oh, so fantastic. Well, we love to ask a closing question. And that is, what does rise up for you mean to you? Rise up. Hmm. Well, I think one thing it means is that I think of rise up like show up. And, and show up for yourself, show up for the people that you care about. Um, I think it's rising to the occasion. It's saying yes when you're afraid. It's it's doing the thing anyway. It's, yeah, it's, it's rising. And also I think of rising as an arising tide, right? Like as you rise up, as you show up for yourself, as you show up for others, again, other people feel permission to do that. And they also feel empowered. And, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. If you're rising and you're standing in your power and you're displaying that to people, people pick up on that and they also feel like they can do it too. Yes. I love that. I love the image of being in a harbor. I went to see one of my friends in Chicago in the summer 
and just seeing like the harbor with the boats and as the water rises so do all the boats in the harbor and that what we get to do by being our unique, authentic selves in whatever spaces we must be in. Thank you, Crystal, for being awesome, for the awesome <laughs> impact you made on the students you taught and now being authentically you in the tech space. Really fantastic. Thank you for yeah. being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, so interesting. I love it. That creativity and living in kind of your superpowers, working through your strengths collaboratively and in things you're passionate about. Well, I'm Lauren Sweeney. It's been my pleasure to be your host today on the Rise Up For You podcast. I want to let you know that we have a conference. It is a telesummit, an international telesummit on International Women's Day, March 8th. You can register right now for free for a limited time by going to riseupforyou.com events. I'm Lauren Sweeney, and we'll see you next time on the podcast.